No, not right now, Ali. You about to go to jujitsu in a little bit. It's not in two hours. Well, we got things to do between the between that time. So you could take Ralph upstairs. No, because then he gonna be running and they gonna be playing. All no. right, well, never mind. Y'all can sit in, sit in the studio and be quiet and, and act like y'all got some sense. So can you shut the door? Oh, never mind. Leave the door open. Let Ralph you he, he move freely. All right, Ralph, say hi. Cause we hot. We hot, Ralph. Yeah, come say hi, Ali. Come say hi to my kids. <laughs> this is Ralph there. This is Raviano. Look this way, Ralph. <laughs> this is Raviano. He is not trying to cooperate. He an old man. He don't like technology. No, he's <laughs> yeah, he an old man at heart. He's and like this, a teenager in dog years. And this is Ali Young Beans. Say hi, Ralph. Say it in the mic. <laughs> say hi. <laughs> He breathing all hard. All right. Okay. Well, we got to get the uh, first one. We, we got to get the show started. It's the Roundhouse Roundtable. We here. We white. We are hot. It's me, Amani T, and we got B in a builder. Let's, Let's get, get it. it. I swear my glow up in lightning. Hot year, something like lightning. This shit a hit on my psychic. She want me lick, I'm excited. See, I feel that that's my business, and that's why I'm business minded. Need a push. Get behind it, it's a science, apply it Worst come to worst, I tried it Get a bag, get inspired Switch your shot, it's the effort I admire Get higher, ain't looking for friends at this point oh My, my circle is small as a point no I'd rather sit there and voice Than hearing a big on they voice Do it, alright, you can go sit down you can, stay, you can stay in studio or you can get out if you want Alright What's up to you? So, we here to talk about UFC 287 um, sir, there's one champion that we need to talk about first. And we're here to talk about one championship, DJ versus Marias. It was a good fight week. Yes, I ain't gonna lie. Let's get into it. We're gonna get straight into it. A no cap recap with Demetrius Johnson versus Adriano Marias. That was the main card. Yeah, so first is a lightweight MMA event. Had to think about it. Abe Lorado versus Greg Grianin. This was the first one. This was a bonus bout. This guy just gave Greg Grianin so many knees to the head while he was grounded. It was crazy. It was plenty of knees to the head. They ended up standing up, but he was just too dizzy from knees to the head and ended up getting a TKO. Then one championship, grounded knees to the face, head are legal. Yep. So that's how DJ got taken out the first time. The second one is a bantamweight. This is Senchai versus Reyes. So there was a one championship on Friday night, like early in the morning. And then there was the one championship prime. So it was oh, two events yeah, yeah, yeah. on the okay. same day. Okay. I was I was just trying because I was <laughs> Yeah, you're trying to figure out where I was getting it from. Yeah, I know I figured. Yeah, that's casual. Right. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> All right. So this is this is Reyes' third TKO in a row. And Armani like to say he's from Atlanta, but he's not from Portugal. And so the left hook, <laughs> the left hook to the face just shut the lights out. And I really want to know what they have next for him because the other one. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And like, is he gonna eventually make it to prime? Because usually one championship nights, they are for up and coming superstars. Reyes is there. Like, how many knockouts you need to get on prime? Exactly. I'm trying to figure out. 
at this point. So, you know, you know, shout out to Reyes. Keep up the good work and just keep doing your thing and you're going to exactly. push through. All right. Next one was Catchweight. This is Max Jindy versus Madipong191. And this was nonstop action to get the TKO from the flying knee flurry to the fist flurry to nonstop pressure to get the TKO. Like this man worked for that TKO and he got it. It was not easy because he was definitely trying to evade. It didn't work. So, you know, shout out to him on the W. All right, next, this is a catchweight bout, Bhutan versus Martin. This one was crazy. This happened in Denver, Colorado. Bhutan had the audience on her side, which was great. And she had the left hook to the body, then the right cross to the face to finish the fight. And it was game over from there. And she had the arena erupt. And this happened in round one. So I know she didn't want to spend too much time in there. She just kind of wanted to get it done and go home. And that's what she did. Mm-hmm. And so, how do you how do you know that the arena erupted, B? Because I was there. Because you was at the mother, you was in the motherfucking spot. <laughs> how was the experience though, real quick? One championship finally being in the United States for the first time. I thought it was it was cool. It was definitely like a mixed audience because like when Fairtex came out versus Anderson. Anderson is from America, but they booed her and everybody was like <laughs> applauded for Fairtex. So the, it, to me, it was like a mixed audience or, just, and even like Anderson, she trained in Denver. It was crazy. So I thought, I thought that was wild. That was just, that was wild to me, but it was a good experience for sure. Got my money's worth for the event. And I thought it was, it was like a pretty cool event. They gave us a bracelet for audience interaction and it definitely did its thing for sure. Yeah. I did get hit in the head with a monster t-shirt. Uh, Cause I was ducking, I was trying to duck. It bounced off my head, and somebody and it caught had, it. Like, it, it was right behind me, and I was like, "I'm not about to get that." So just <laughs> I already, you know, because you can't bring any like a backpack or you yeah. can't bring anything. So it's just like more stuff to carry in your hands. And I already had uh, a slushy in my hand, and I was working on getting some food in my hands. So my hands were occupied, and I didn't want anything else. So like a t-shirt. Yeah, so fuck a t-shirt. Yes, I saw the t-shirt and I was like, yeah, thank God I said fuck, fuck that t-shirt. t-shirt. Yeah. I think so, it's slushy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, but yeah. that's dope. That's good. That's good that it, like, it served. Like, so in comparison to a UFC event, like the John Jones event. Well, the, the tickets were cheaper, but I'm going I'm to say this again. The seats at home are way better. They just every time they way better. I was on the floor and it's just like I'd rather be at home. I'm gonna be honest. Mm-hmm. I would I would I you know I'm we all at the same level. It's just yeah. head, 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 gotta keep doing this. And it's just I'd rather not. So that's probably my last event that I'll be going to. I was excited because number one, I get to see DJ and yeah. didn't know and that, if this and was that might be his, might be his last yeah, fight. Yeah, that was didn't know so. if it was gonna be his last one, but it turned out to be a good event, and I'm I'm happy I went. Will I go to another one? Probably not. You're not gonna do Tyrutolo versus Ritter. I thought that was a good match. It was like a lot of back and forth. Like I was clinched up the entire time. I would be more happy if it ended in a submission. It didn't. It came close, but size difference on them was just evident. It was just, he was just like five inches taller. You could tell he was bigger and you could tell it was a lot harder to take him down. And he was just sturdy. So using that to his advantage. Exactly. He did. He used it to, he still lost, but he used it to his advantage. 
So, but but that's he used it to his advantage to just make him defensive. Yeah, because that's what it was. He was on the defense yeah. most of the time. Yeah, so. so yeah, so it wasn't nothing that like if you like I'll be telling people all the time if you on the defense you just pretty much like just running yourself into a submission or running yourself to lose like because all you all you're doing is just protecting yourself you're not moving yeah. forward you know as you were saying the next one is for sang versus wrong the and... legend the legend sang okay legend. long wrong took a shot after he like stumbled him and he left his neck wide open and yeah. got capitalized on a clean guillotine it, the yeah. thing was so clean he was winning too so just you know, but shout out to Sang on the win for the submission in the second round. Mm -hmm. He got it done because he was in trouble. He was for sure in trouble. And that was a middleweight MMA. Lightweight MMA, Northcutt versus Marchaba. Man, I thought Northcutt was about to lose so hard. I was like, man, is he about to come get his face broke again? Because Sage took, he took some time off because he got his face shattered. And that's legit what happened. The, the bones in his face broke. And so I was like, man, if I was this dude, I would just punch him in the face as hard as I can whenever I can and see what happens. It didn't get that far. He ended up with a heel hook in round one, but it was a great transition yeah. to where he from where he was to get this heel hook. Like I legit thought this man was about to lose. <laughs> like yeah. I didn't have any faith whatsoever, but that heel hook. <laughs> Saved the shit came out, out of him. nowhere. It came out of nowhere, which was great. And it's good to he know definitely that definitely needed it. Yeah, it's good to know that like if somebody's gonna take that much time off, that you're learning something, that you add into your game. And I guess jujitsu was a good thing to add to his game because it got Absolutely. him his next W fast. Cause you know, a lot of times people they fight and they be ready, and it might be a few things that they still trying to get together while they still got the fight booked and all that. So yeah. I think having a somewhat safe fight making it out safe like that but he took a lot of damage for no reason <laughs> like probably like right in the same area where like it, it remind me of the, it remind me of you know how cars when you drive it and somebody might swing out in front of you and on that side that they swung out in front of you they already have like a mark from hitting something or somebody hitting them or something mm -hmm. it's just like that's a frequent blind spot area for you so that's why you almost got hit again in that same area. I think that's the same thing that's kind of going on with his chin and that little area of his face. Is, I, that's what I think is going on. You might want to study that one. Do some footage on yourself. Yeah. All right. The next one is Adam Waite MMA. You got Stamp Fairtex and Elise Anderson. And so this is one I was talking about. Like the audience went crazy for Stamp Fairtex, who's from Thailand, and Elise Anderson, who's from the U.S., and she trains in a same place and they booed her bad it was crazy but stamp ended up taking her out with a kick to the body and elise didn't have any answers for her muay thai the kicks mm. even like the punches she she didn't have any answers she at least kind of looked lost out there to be honest and i knew that stamp was gonna win and it was probably gonna be my muay thai and because she's not really she really doesn't do mma so she's trying to like step her feet into the mma world but she got a grasp on it, but she's definitely trying to go for the kickboxing and the Muay Thai. She's trying to bounce around all three. So, you know, shout out to her. She definitely got a huge fan base in the U.S. Exactly. It's good to know that uh, one championship fans are not just casuals. That's mm -hmm. what that's what that means. If if Stamp is that big over here 
in Denver, even though I know there's probably a shit ton of people that flew in just to come or flew from different parts of the United States to come see him. It's good to know they're not casuals. It's good to know, but a lot of people in the one championship, because you know, you go to a UFC event, them motherfuckers show up at the end, like show up <laughs> when the main event's starting shit. Yeah. <laughs> but one championship is like, they take it a little bit more serious. Mm-hmm. All right, this one was a flyweight submission grappling world championship. This is Mikey versus... Asuma, I am happy that Mikey didn't get tunnel vision because that's usually what happens. He said he's been working on just focusing on one submission, even though he may have it, but transitioning to new things. And that's what happened. He couldn't get the leg lock. Like this man escaped so many leg locks, but he ended up transitioning to the back and getting the rear naked choke with time to spare. So Mm -hmm. he's still the champion. He's still being great. He's still working on himself. You know, shout out to him. I like how he adjusted from the heel hook to the knee bar. Yeah, yeah, that was was good. He kept going back and forth to it. And then when he decided to start playing dominant, he gets the side control, get his back. And it's just, it's just like, I love how the game works. There's so many layers. And it's just like, he was being defensive the whole time, so much on the leg locks Mm -hmm. that when it came to him coming towards his chest, it's like he didn't (laughs) know how to react because he did so much practice on leg locks. And God bless you. All right, next, flyweight Muay Thai uh, World Championship, Rod Tang versus Edgar Tavares. <laughs> Obviously, I knew Rod Tang was going to win, but I think he was trying to be more like give the fans a show, but them leg kicks from, from Edgar was adding up. His leg was getting red, and you could tell it was starting to affect him, and then that's when he's like, nah, I got to finish this because I ain't going out like that, and mm-hmm. a short elbow just took him out, and mm-hmm. it was awesome. It was awesome. He ended up getting a $100,000 bonus from this fight. Rotting hit so fucking hard. That's the, you could that's the hear thing. it. Like, every time, like, he just put everything into each punch. He'll eat a few just to give you more. Like, that shit is crazy. So you it's could just literally like... hear it through all the noise. It was loud. It was so loud. Like, the impact, like, this man is probably still bruised today. Yeah. Like, I just, I just cannot even imagine. He put up a, a good fight though in the yep. beginning. He did, yep. Especially with the leg kicks, making those happen. Yeah, but that he was, was just he was standing trying to make it last more than a round. But he was taking shots and standing in Rotang's face, which was yeah. like, okay. Dumb. That was dumb. It's dumb, but you, you ain't nobody else in there to fight him. He the one to <laughs> like that's what I'm saying. But that's what I'll be saying him. about but that's what I say about like you trying to it's it's the ego and pride that you're trying to yeah. beat somebody in their house instead of sticking to your own game plan. Like it may not be the most entertaining, but you're gonna win out of it. Sometimes yeah. it's necessary to do that, and especially in front of someone who's really dangerous. This man is a world champion for a reason. Yeah, th- th- that's all I'm saying. So you have to be smart about it. like I know you're trying to make your stamp and, and make your way, but like, come on, man, you yeah. you needed some footwork for that. But yeah, he wanted right. to stand right in front of Raw Tang and be Raw Tang. Yeah. So dumb. All right, last one is the flyweight MMA world champion. This is Demetrius Johnson versus Adriano Moraes. And I knew that, like, they both got a knockout each, so this one was going to go all five rounds. I knew it. I would have loved for it to be a quick night, but that's not what was going to happen. They had to figure it out like this. checks and balances. It was a Mm -hmm. lot of clenching, a lot of knees. And Demetrius Johnson was getting in a really good knees on Mm Moraes, and that's when he started to throw the knees back. So it was just a lot of clinch work. If I find the smallest defect here i'm going to capitalize on it and so they made sure they had like a pretty strict game plan and made as little mistakes as possible and that's what i saw 
it was still a good fight, but yo. Yeah, and the rest of the flyweight has a problem in Mariah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> the, the rest of like like they have continued. They will continue to, you know what I mean? So just like when we talk about UFC, they got to deal with Kamaru. Like some, yeah, but, a few of them, a few of them might, you know, if you don't try to retire, yeah, get out. I think he's not as great as he used to be. So I think they would win this time. That's just Well, he my, lost his, he lost his luster a little bit, but at the same just, time. That's my opinion still, on it. Like they, they know all the weaknesses now. If I know that I can't clasp your hands, I know you're not going to be able to do a lot of damage. Okay. I know you can't bounce on your knees. So I'm just going to be more mobile than you. Yeah. So it's like, there's a lot of footage on on him so unless he's willing to change his game plan completely to me he doesn't have a long career remaining well next we're going to get into the ufc 288 sterling versus cejudo and we're gonna get into the no cap recap for that real quick first we're gonna start it off at the early prelim Joseph holmes versus claudio ribeiro ko round two you yeah. joseph Holmes. these these two guys look like light heavyweights swinging at each other like but at the same time, Claudio, he had the power difference, which really made the difference. Joseph Holmes, he was touching him once here or there. But at the same time, the only reason why I feel like Claudio was getting touched up because in the experience. No, he's experienced to a point. His adjustment period is a little bit slower than a more experienced fighter. Mm. So mm-hmm. what I'm saying is what he did was he had to knock him out. Because <laughs> if it would have kept going, then I think that like his chances were slimming down as the fight was going on, despite Joseph Holmes getting kind of tired. Shout out to Claudio Ribeiro. Next, Phil Hawes versus Aliskarov. Aliskarov got the big W, round one. Phil Hawes was touching him at first. He was touching him. Phil Hawes looked great, but he got caught with a setup. It happened twice. Mm-hmm. First time the one two, it didn't connect, but he set it up again, and the one two was clean and flush. But Phil Hawes was gonna give him problems the longer this fight went on. He mm-hmm. was already giving him problems. He was already catching the looks, but you know, I think this is just gonna be a learning lesson for Phil Hawes. But his I mean, training is paying off. His training is paying off, but I thought he had caught a cup shot during that. That oh process. no, that was a knee right below the belt line. It was it was a perfect knee right below right below the belt line. And then he got caught with the one two. So that one two me, shut it, was, it down. Yeah, it was like Phil was being too relaxed in that scenario mm. when it did happen. That short it was, yeah, and he dropped his hands, his hands was low, and it, it was just it was open. It was fair game. So he's I think he's gonna come back better. Yeah. I mean, I would like I would like that Phil Hawes was prospect considered a prospect when he came in so hell yeah i want to see him rise to his 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 greatness you know what i mean next we got braxton smith versus parker porter braxton smith really tried to put him out in the first and just completely gassed himself within the first which is crazy and i don't even know if he really gassed himself i don't know i don't know if it it was like like a gas or if it was like like an adrenaline adrenaline dump dump. yeah yeah adrenaline dump Park, it was unprepared. If you watch Parker Porter's other fights, you'll probably think probably somebody who don't have no experience in nothing, they're like, oh, I can knock him out. <laughs> because the way he fights, Parker Porter takes a lot of shots sometimes, and sometimes he gets put out. But at, sometimes he wins his fights when he still takes a lot of shots, and this was one of them. He took a few, he he took a few little clips. Yeah, the clips are the <laughs> he shots. He took a few little clips. Because if he took anything straight on, it would have been out of there for sure. Yeah, but Braxton Porter, Smith got to work on that that cardio. 
He do. And then Parker Porter, he also lost some weight. Uh, he, I think he lost 30 pounds for this fight. He wanted mm. to make sure his cardio was where it needed to be. And once he saw it was Braxton Smith, he was like, this is a no-brainer. Because Braxton just came from, like, what, an eight-year layoff? He was yeah, It mourning, was something crazy. Yeah, like... he was mourning his, his mom. And so once Braxton got to the ground, he just went belly down. It was just – he looked exhausted yeah. and just – I don't know what y'all doing in training, but y'all got to do something different. I don't, I don't know, know if y'all just prepared. be in there hitting pads and that's yeah. it. Yeah, like, I don't know if you are prepared or not, but you got to do something different in training. And that's what I'm going to say on that. Just like hitting pads would be mandatory for like, just would be a no brainer to do because you're a mixed martial artist. Jiu-Jitsu is the same thing. I feel this, I just feel like that. Like, you need to know how to choke somebody out on the ground. Like limiting yourself with finishes. I don't know. That's just short-lived. All right, next, Chaos Williams versus Rolando Bedoya. Bedoya was a little bit too relaxed because if, if he was actually like probably staying on it and standing in front of Chaos, like pushing him back, then I think that he really would have gave him more problems, especially how he was hurting his leg. He was really, really messing his legs up. I feel like that was coming in question. That's why Chaos, you know, really was trying to grapple as much as he was. Because he'll hit the leg, blam, and he'll just <laughs> shoot for a shot. Yeah, we know, we get it. And that's because of what we was talking about earlier, checking them shits at the door. Yes, you got to check them immediately. Because pe the first one don't hurt. <laughs> the third one don't hurt either. Yeah, dude. The third one, like you, like all in the mix. So it'd be like, all right, let me let me worry about my leg now. Let me it ain't hurting, hurting. And that's when four, five, six come, and it's just like it's already fucked. But shout out to Chaos Williams on still getting the W. Split decision. Okay, y'all, you wanted to play with them judges that night, and you and everybody in your corner was telling you what to do. I just don't know what was going on with the the connection of like doing it. His legs hurt too bad. The the movement oh, that, that was limited. Been, that, like well, you can say whatever yeah, you want, yeah. But like it's it's harder to translate when you're actually out there. And these shits hurt, and they keep coming, and I'm trying to stop it. Right. And I'm trying to focus and do what I need to do without getting TKO'd just by legs. Kennedy. Nachuki versus no not Nachuku versus Devin Clark, Devin Clark round two finish submission. This was a a very deep guillotine with the rear naked arm placements. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. But what was crazy was right as it was happening, Devin Clark corner saying, "Watch out for the guillotine," and it's just sinking in and getting tighter. Mm -hmm. But what I don't like is Kennedy. I don't know if he was playing with his food or just being cautious, but he got hurt by Devin Clark a couple times. And I'm like, you can't, you can't go out. Devin Clark can't knock you out. You can't, you can't go out like that. So I was, a, I was a little hesitant. I was like, Oh, just on the edge of my seat. And then eventually it happened. I think, I think that was Devin Clark trying to take advantage of knowing that Kennedy is a slow starter. Hey, do what you gotta and do. And I think he tried to take advantage of that. And like, when people try to take advantage of a slow starter, that just make them start up a little bit faster. <laughs> like, and, and that's just what happened. Like he ain't try to, he tried to lay it on thick immediately. I understand, but Kennedy is one of those guys who kind of like, like when it comes to, he do one of those, like he, he'll start slow 
and then really put the pressure on probably the second, beginning of the third, and then start to slow down at the third, end of the third. So Kennedy Nachuku, he did it, he did his thing for this one. Like when he saw that guillotine, he hopped on it immediately. And he probably yeah. got the idea from his corner, from uh, Devin Clark's corner. <laughs> Yeah, probably, but uh, Devin Clark came in there with his neck up trying to wrestle and just, yeah. no, nah, you got to protect that neck. And then he ended up passing out because you couldn't tell if it was a tap or not. Yeah. And he ended up going to sleep. So. And I think he did tap, though, but I think it might have been too late. It been... Yeah, it didn't look like a real tap. Even when they played the replay, it's like, it looked like a tap, but you it wasn't like that obvious. It looked kind of looked like he was just trying to go to defend a little bit, but it was definitely confusing. Yeah, past now. Next, we got Drew Dober versus Matt Steamroller for Vola. And we had to put the name in there because he steamrolled Drew Dober. <laughs> and it was kind of it's kind of crazy. Drew Dober what? wasn't adjusting to the speed. You said it was gonna happen. You said Drew's gonna take a lot of damage, and this might be the one that put him out. And that's what I don't like about Drew Dober. Like, he's a handsome, chill man, but he takes a lot of damage. And it just caught up with him. It just, he was taking too much. And eventually that's going to happen with fighters who usually take a lot of damage. Like, that shield is being chipped away each time somebody punches him. Facts. And that man just, he, he ate, Matt Ferrola got some hands on him. And that's crazy because Drew Dober is really nice. Like one of the guys who gave Islam one of issues for real. So no, <laughs> Matt Ferrola, most of the night, got it done. And I don't know why Cron Gracie is in the main card, but we're gonna we're gonna talk about it. Next, Cron Gracie versus Charles Jordan. Charles Jordan got the W by being solid and doing what he needed to do. A little bit too timid inside of Cron Gracie's guard, but but I understand why. I guess. I understand. Yeah, I understand why. Because every time Charles was making a movement, Kron was bringing that leg up. But Kron wanted a BJJ match, and this is the MMA, and mm -hmm. that's it. That's it. It needs to be the end of your career. Like, that's it. Yeah, Jersey said, jujitsu in an MMA match is like magic. It doesn't work unless you believe it <laughs> or you're really good at it. <laughs> He's really good at it, but Charles Jordan not good was enough. not having any. He was not having any because he's skilled on the ground, too, so it was not working out for him. Okay, Diego Lopez versus Mosvar Evlov. Lopez took this on five days' notice, and he looked phenomenal out there. Mosvar is he's ranked number 10, and he stuck with him the entire time. Did get knocked out. He gave this man a run for his money. He had to fight every step of the way. Even with the hands, he looked great. On the ground, he looked phenomenal. Got him in a couple deep submissions, and this ended up being fight of the night, like I knew it was. And just y'all got a problem with Diego. You guys legit have a problem. The mm -hmm. featherweight, y'all have a problem. Yeah, he's a beast. He looked better off his back than Cron Gracie That's did. Very, very true. Very he true. He sure did. More efficient off his back. And it, to me, unanimous was confusing as fuck for me because I didn't see where the unanimous was coming in. I saw how maybe it could have been a split because based on how close the fight was, the submission attempts, I don't know how the submission attempts were like understood or graded. But the thing about it is they just looked at it as him being on his back and they not taking the, the idea from him, the elbows that he's putting up as well. Like he's really putting hands on him from off of his back. So yeah, I think he should have won this one. Yeah. Yeah. Diego, yeah. I think Diego should have won, but he got the people behind him now. So yeah, he do. And he trained with a champ, so 
That makes sense. Yep. Next, Jessica Andrade versus Jan. Jessica is on her way out if she doesn't change her game plan because her game plan is just to rush in with full power with her chin up in the air. And that's how she got caught in this one. I just don't know how she got this far by nobody noticing that she's not accurately throwing punches. She's just kind of winging things. That's how she made it is by winging and not really having to wrestle, not having to. And those are the fights that she lost, the ways that she lost them was the lack of wrestling, lack of jujitsu, and her just winging punches, getting caught. But it's Jan's time right now. She's number six, and she's moving up. No, she's number four the... now. And she's nice. Like, people slept on her. Really good. And she was the underdog for the. I, and I looked at it, and I'm like, this lady's about to win. Y'all tripping. I didn't think it was going to be that fast, but she, like, the way she, tripping. The way she was touching her, yeah, I was like, yeah, it's going to be soon. If it's not yeah, this round, exactly. it's going to be next round. Exactly. So she is nice with it. Yeah. Speaking of nice with it, guess we got to say who's nice with it now. Nice with the discipline. Next, Bilal Muhammad versus Gilbert Burns. Bilal Muhammad was staying disciplined once again. Well, yeah, that's because uh, when Burns tried to take that shot, he ended up, you know, the knee Hurting went his arm. very yeah. deep into his shoulder. And at first I thought it was his head, but when the replay came, I was like, that knee deep went deep somewhere and it happened to be the shoulder. And it messed up his shoulder, but I think Gilbert Burns still did a great job with one arm. With one arm, though. with one fucking arm. Shout out to Gilbert Burns. That's all I can say. Yeah. Like it sucks. It went he, out he that bit way. Down. Yeah. He did. He but he needed a lot of coaching from his his coaches. Were saying just work through it, work through it. This was at round three, telling him to work through. I know. It. I know did, that though. motherfucker. I know that motherfucker was like, "Why the fuck did I do five rounds?" Exactly. <laughs> Had it been three, it would have been <laughs> over. Round, that shit would have been over. <laughs> that shit would have been over. So, but, yeah, yep. but at the same time, he showed that he still can hang with a, a championship style five rounds and hurt or not, and still land punches. He he was making it close, but Law was he was staying very cautious because he didn't want to go to the ground with Gilbert Burns. And if Gilbert Burns' arm wasn't hurt, that's the difference because those takedowns, the first one ain't go. Bilal was slowing down a little bit, but Gilbert Burns, I feel like he was slowing down because he was starting to get mentally defeated, but he was yeah. really, he was probably battling himself yeah. more than he was battling Bilal. Yeah. So I think that if his arm was good, a few rounds in, probably third round, he probably would have, maybe second round, he would have got his takedown completed and been on the ground because I'm not seeing too much jujitsu from Bilal. Shout out to Bilal Muhammad on the capitalizing on the victory. Staying disciplined. That's how you get it. went crazy for underdogs for Jan Bilal and Aljamain Sterling. Mm-hmm. Y'all, y'all hit. Yep. Next, shout out to the champ. Once again, Aljamain Sterling versus Henry Cejudo. Split decision. A lot of controversy. People talking about they don't know if Aljamain wants to stop. 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 Come on. What y'all doing? So what rounds do you think he took? I I I don't really remember, but I know he took three out of the five rounds. Because yeah. I was counting. And yeah. I was like, all right, that one wasn't his. So but my whole thing was I wanted to see how this fight was gonna go because Henry Cejudo thought it was just gonna be a cakewalk. So he was gonna have yeah, my, easy work like you said. Yeah. He thought it was easy work and it wasn't. And it was actually very, very difficult work. It was very hard work. <laughs> to the point where like you lost. You didn't get the outcome that you wanted, but it still was hard work. Hey, you, you got, still got all your you got sponsors paid. and your sweatshirts. And you got and paid. Your sweatsuits. Yep. And you're trying to talk up another fight with uh 
not with Sean O'Malley because Al Jermaine's going to do that. Shout out to Mrab on stealing a jacket, though. That Shout out to Mrab. Mrab probably used to be a bad little kid. He he the way that the way that he act he act like he used to be he used to he a former bad little kid. <laughs> okay. Shout out to Al Jermaine Sterling on the on the big W. And that was the no cap recap for one championship and UFC 288. It's me, Armani T. We got B in the building. We the roundhouse round table, and we out of here. Check us out on Spotify. Check us out on social media. We out of here. Use the heat as a sword. Cause keeping the peace is important. They go keys for you. Say please. That's one. Please. Don't need. No one. That's two. Please. Don't leave. That's three. Four. If you do.